Yo, 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 and welcome back to the Banter Boys podcast. My name is Sanji, with me is Ross and Ryan. How are you doing, boys? Welcome, welcome, welcome. Congratulations to the end of Premier League 2022-2023. Good season, personally. Bad season, teamily. So, moving on. <laughs> Let's get ready to 2023-2024. I mean... For Ryan, it it doesn't hurt because he doesn't really support a Prem team, right? So Correct. Yeah. But I also didn't win anything, so <laughs> That's what you get for not supporting a team. I think you should just pick a team moving forward for next season. Pick like Brentford. Luton Town. <laughs> I was uh, uh I was playing footy on Sunday. I didn't watch the games on Sunday. Uh, I was like, I, I'm not watching this. Liverpool don't have any stake in this. Uh, so one of our friends, he goes like, yo, li- the Liverpool game was super entertaining. I'm like, yeah, bro, that's all we do. We are super entertaining, but we win shit. So if you want entertainment, but also heartbreak, you know where to go. That is fair. How did you feel about that Salah tweet, by the way? I think it was like, he's not... He's done that before. Remember, I think a couple of seasons ago when we were basically, we were also struggling to finish top four. And like, he goes like, we, like, we will not let you down. We will kind of go for this. And then they went on this unbelievable run after, um, like, and then they finished kind of top four. Uh, I think it was, yeah, two seasons ago, like right after we won the Prem. So I think it's, it's, it's kind of showing some of that drive, uh, Obviously, people will take out rumors from it. You know, he's unhappy. He wants to go to PSG. He's been in contact with this person, etc., etc. Those rumors for a person, for a player that profile will always come up, right? Um, We'll see how the summer goes, right? We do, like, there's a huge rebuild that's going to happen. But I'm not, I'm not super worried. I think that was kind of good to kind of share with the fans to show that, like, you're disappointed. Because how often do you actually get the chance to like send those things out apart from like post-match and pre-match interviews right so you do only have like your social media to kind of like voice those things yeah fair enough fair enough all right so before we get into ryan didn't say hi by the way ryan do you want to say hi (laughs) no i do not Oh, okay. I, Ryan's, not had a, Ryan's not had a great season, you know, so I understand why Ryan might, might not want to say anything or have nothing to say, really. <laughs> so, so in setting the quiz uh, for you guys, I realized in playoff round one, I had the second highest score. Yeah. Literally, only Justin could have beaten me. Yeah. And yeah. he did. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm not a happy guy. <laughs> See what happens. I would have walked, yeah? walked through game week 287 too. Because yeah. that was a city double game week. Exactly. But I think I would have lost any final, so it's fine. You never know, man. In the final, anything can happen, right? I guess. I guess. I, again, I, I mean, we're going to break down it, like go into it and stuff, like like look under the hood. But I got lucky in the final as well, I want to say. Yeah. So, so lucky. You, you can, I, we've talked about this, and you need, you need luck. Yeah. Fantasy, you and especially in a draft sense, you need a lot of luck, right? And sometimes you have it, and sometimes you don't. And you can't win without it, right? That's exactly what it is. 100%. Correct. All right. Now that Ryan has said hi, uh, what we'll do <laughs> is uh, plug the socials. Ross, do you want to do it live? Do you want Do you want me to plug your old previous self? I, I think this can be the last time we can plug the old ones. Okay. And then maybe we need a new one for the yeah. upcoming season. Yeah, yeah, definitely. All right. I'm going to do that right here. 
Yeah, for sure. So you can message us on Twitter and Instagram. Our handles at BantaB. On Discord in the DraftPL channel, BantaBoys, hashtag 6585. On Reddit, you backslash Banta underscore boys. You can listen to us on Spotify, Apple, Podcast, Google Podcast, SoundCloud, and YouTube, all under the name of Banta Boys. Okay, so hopefully uh, you've listened to us, you know, found us on Discord, on YouTube, on Reddit. Uh, maybe give us, give us some five stars or just come and say hi, you know. Uh, let us know how your season went, uh, how things are going, um, what we can do to improve, you know, what we can do to, I don't know, get worse. Getting worse is also entertaining for <laughs> people, right? So, um, But if this is your first How can we make this... A bigger shit show. Yeah, exactly. That is definitely one of the goals. Um, But if this is your first time listening to the pod, welcome. Uh, We cover everything Fantrax related and typically we talk about the default version of the game. Uh, So usually we have two halves in the pod. In the first half, we do a bit of a data dump and then catch up in our leagues, see how we did. And uh, two of us were in playoffs in separate leagues. Ryan was just supporting us, cheerleading, suggesting good and bad picks. Um, and then we take our half-time pints, and then we jump back in with Twitter questions. And typically, we do like FA slash waiver picks, but because the season's done, we're going to do a bit of trivia, right? Uh, do a bit of season yeah. recap as well in terms of our predictions that we made at the start of the season and just have a bit of fun. It's end of season, right? Chat shit. Um, hopefully, no one gets banged, but depending on how you want to get banged. But um, yeah. <laughs> See, that's how you make it worse for us. Um, but yeah, <laughs> as always, before we get into like the meat of the pod um, or the, I don't know, the what is the uh, artichoke of the pod? I'm trying to like be, you know, um, yeah, considerate of vegans and stuff like that. Um, but uh, yeah, we like to t- uh, chat, you know, a bit of banter, catch up on footy news, etc. Um, I think the best place to kind of... or only thing to really talk about is the teams that went down and the teams that are coming up. I mean, we're not going to go into too much detail uh, because we also haven't really done much prep for the what teams that are coming up, but we can definitely t- talk about teams going down. Southampton, Leeds, and Leicester. Uh, we'll start with Ryan and then Ross. Uh, what are your thoughts about this? Any surprises, disappointments, that sort of thing? I mean, the Gujarat Titans won. Not surprised. <laughs> what are you talking about? No, CSK one, bro. Come on. I know, man. I know. Jeez, Duck, <laughs> um, Duckwood Lewis came, bailed them out. Bailed, bro. Bailed. Absolutely bailed. It was a great final, though. Absolutely yeah, yeah. fantastic. I didn't follow it, actually. <laughs> as you can clearly tell. Um, so, I mean, it's not surprising. Both teams left it in the hands of Everton. Everton won. Um, I think I'm just more excited to see where the good players go. So where Tillemans ends up, where Maddie ends up, where Harvey Barnes, um, Rodrigo maybe. Actually, I can see Rodrigo sticking it out, but Jack Harrison maybe. Some of Leeds defenders. Bamford? Ah, I I hope Bamford stays. Go down, (laughs) bring them back up. Yo, I um, heard on a different pod that Rodrigo's 32 years old. I could not believe geez, that. What? <laughs> is he actually? That's what I oh, heard. No Somebody fact check this. <laughs> is uh is Dallas almost fit again? Yo, honestly, they really missed him, man. They really did. 
I completely forgot he was still at Leeds. Like, wow. He he was born in 91. Damn. That's geez. what it shows. I'm old. 6th March, 1991. Nice. Okay. Nice, nice. Another March baby. Nice, nice. Yeah, another March baby. <laughs> I found out um, uh, Chumueka, Madueke, one of those players yeah. from Chelsea. Yeah. Um, they're born March 10th. Oh, okay. Nice. okay. nice. So you just start supporting Chelsea, basically. Uh, I I basically start supporting him to come to Liverpool. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, that'll probably happen <laughs> on loan, obviously. Right? On loan, on loan. Yeah. Yo, where does JWP go? Uh, I mean, they, based on current situation, I still say Spurs. But there's talk about Declan Rice possibly going to Bayern. But I mean, every season there's always Declan Rice move moving talk, right? So, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it'll be interesting. Ross, any thoughts on uh, the teams that went down, man? I'm not surprised with Southampton. I think that one was coming for a while. Um, Leicester had that big kind of escape, was it last season or something? Or a couple of seasons ago, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, and then they were back down in it. It's, you know, <laughs> I saw this thing. And you know what? You will always take opportunities to take a jab at Spurs. But... Uh, Leicester got promoted, won the Prem, won the FA Cup, uh, won the Community Shield, got relegated, and Spurs didn't win anything. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that. That, was weird. that is fantastic, yo. Oh yeah. my god. Spurs gonna Spurs, bro. It's too, too fun. Dortmund, they won the pressure trophy. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, well, uh, we got to then congratulate, you know, Burnley, Sheffield United, and now Luton Town. Um, very excited to see what Burnley are going to do in the Prem under Vincent Company, right? They absolutely, absolutely smashed the championship. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sheffield mm-hmm. United also came second. That's how they got promoted. And then Luton won the playoffs. And, yo, ever since Luton Town made the Prem, all I've been seeing is, like, people just trashing their stadium and, like, the route to the stadium. Apparently, like, to go into the away end, you, like, take some metal bridge that goes over people's backyards and all kind of... The, Stuff like that. Like, I, me seeing that, I, people are laughing. I'm, like, excited. I want to experience yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you have to go a game, though. Exactly. I don't think I'll get a ticket. That's the problem. Probably like, not. I think Capacity stadium- is so small. Exactly. I think it's just over 10,000 or something like that. Yeah. But, yeah, it would be fantastic environment, right? Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, and aren't Burnley fans already a bit unhinged? What do you mean? Uh, like, the, like, just, you know... Maybe like it's a bit of an extra hooliganism, but yeah. maybe that's overall. Overall, that's maybe the culture uh, in English Premier League. But you know, they weren't the greatest uh, when they were in the Prem. So yeah, but their philosophy of football has completely changed, right? It's not Shandish football anymore. Yeah, yeah. If yeah. You, if you had no to make like, like an eating Ill- ants or something, right? Yeah. Or worms eating worms. Yeah. If you had to make like early prediction for next season, like the teams that go down, teams that go down, um, I think, I think Luton Town might go down. Agreed. Yeah, I think they're gonna want to take this opportunity, get those funds to maybe do a bit more expanding on their like stadium rather than like buy players, and that might like you know cost them a bit. I think Burnley stay up. Sheffield United, I'm not totally sure. Like, you know, 
they also are coming in with the newer philosophy, right? Um, yeah. Not the same one that we saw in the Prem yeah. a couple of years ago. Who goes down? Oh, I don't know. Uh, based on this season's form, uh, Chelsea's right yeah, there. Yeah, <laughs> that would be my fish out, bro. Come on, man. <laughs> I'm going to uh, throw out uh, Wolves. Yes! I, I was going to say yeah. that. You stole it, man. Yeah. The, yo, if Lopetegui leaves, like I have no idea what the hell they're going to do. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I think Luton and Sheffield go down too. Yeah, I agree. Um, I mean, I would definitely say us. Like, I'm definitely going to hope that, you know, we're in and around <coughs> that just for the excitement. But uh, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Okay, cool. Um, now I think what we'll do is let's jump into the data dump, see how people did in the final game week. Um, and yeah, we'll take things from there. Ay, 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 ay. Fantasy with the Banta Boys. Okay, so starting things off with key passes. Uh, the highest number of key passes in Gaming 38 was seven by Michael Elise from Crystal Palace. Then six key passes by Bruno Fernandes, five key passes by Fred and ASM. Then four key passes by T Bebe Chukwemeka. Yeah, I definitely did that right. Forshaw and Kalechi. Uh, thoughts, Ryan, then Ross. Man, Fred, what jokes, yo. Yo, he was free, <laughs> and I'm so upset I didn't grab him. I mean, it didn't matter, but... Yeah. Yeah, but, like, why did he kind of go out of his squad for so long? Sabitzer. He had a great... Yeah, but Sabitzer got injured, and then True. even when uh, <laughs> Sabitzer was injured, they kind of just scraped by with whatever. That's when Casemiro is still out. Like mm-hmm. he wasn't the obvious. He was the obvious replacement, and he wasn't played. Yeah, that's true. Anyway, what is he doing there? <laughs> um, the rest, I'm not too concerned about. It is game week twenty eight. Sorry, thirty eight. Like you expect fireworks on all ends of the pitch, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think Fred. This might be. This might be his last game for United, right? There's lots of talks on his on him being on his way out, and you yep. can kind of kind of tell us that, like you know, he's definitely not second or even third choice, right? In that, like you know, uh, if all else, if everyone else is healthy, but it might have been just you know trying to like prove his worth, sort of stuff. But as things stand, I think he is kind of on his way out. But you're right. I think I don't think there's anything on this that's super like you know like Chelsea created a lot of chances you know they came out with a 1-1 draw but Newcastle weren't necessarily playing for anything other than trying to finish fourth over like third or whatever mm-hmm. um so like that that's kind of good that's a good thing to see you know Sanji as much as you might want to see your team get relegated because <laughs> then tickets might be cheaper for you to go see them yes, <laughs> think, what do you mean or just like, go watch the women's team we're absolutely yes. killing it bro <laughs> Yeah, yeah, they are. Three They're, titles in they, a row? Yeah. Exactly. They won this season again. Yeah. Congratulations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. The when you support club. you support Chelsea Football Club, right? It's there not the go. Chelsea football men's there you go. team, right? Yeah, man. You there gotta you support go. women's football too, man. Okay, let's move on to the next category. Shots and how many on target. Highest number of shots, eight by Mo Salah with one on target. Then six shots attempted by Palmer and Rashford. Palmer with three on target, Rashford with two on target. Then five shots attempted by Almiron with two on target. 
Julian Alvarez with zero on target, Felix with zero of five on target, Madison with one of five on target, Sterling with two of five on target, and Suleimana with three of five on target. Thoughts, Ross? Then we'll go to you, Ryan. The Salah one is like sad. It's disappointing. Like, you know, I hope he finds his shooting and finishing boots next season. Like, you know, one out of it. I think the one chance or one of these chances was really close and you really should have scored. Um, and considering, I think the X, total XG for Liverpool was 3.7 something. And then total XG for Southampton was 1.6 or 1.5 or something. So I think like, you know, a lot of it is probably coming from Salah. Other than that, um, Palmer, if he doesn't really get a regular chance in the team anyways, but he might use this as a, like a loan or a, like a buyback for City. If he does kind of stay within the Prem, something look out for i think sanji both of us picked him up yeah. in our matchup yeah he ended up with 11 12 points so that's yeah good to see um and again a couple of chelsea players on there as well like i said you know they're not too too bad they can show up if they want to they just need the right management yeah that's uh, i mean we talked about the last few pods right management makes a big deal um going back to the whole liverpool xg stuff we kind of had the discussion in our group, right? When we were trying to decide picks and stuff for our finals and we were chatting to Ryan about it, we saw that Liverpool defensive lineup with Kelleher and Ned and we were like, mm-hmm. nah, like surely Liverpool is going to concede and they did, right? They ended up conceding yeah, four yeah. goals. Four. I heard Salah hit yeah. the post like twice that day yeah. as well. Mm-hmm. So he mm-hmm. came close to hauling and I mean, shout out to you, Ryan, uh, for suggesting the Palmer pickup. I did mine <laughs> during the recording uh last episode right and that came clutch made a difference in the end um but yeah great picks all around um ryan you have any thoughts from apart from what ross pointed out i just i can't understand how so many shots were off target this week like it just seems like an anomaly Uh, people just pulling the trigger (laughs) yeah yeah alvarez with zero felix with zero and they had five shots yeah salah with one on target out of eight um rash just two on target out of six like I don't know if people were slightly tipsy from the night before, too. <laughs> <laughs> Hungover. Um, no, but it's just fun. Like, you expect certain, like, lots of goals in that game week 38, and, and they did deliver, but then some teams just completely underwhelmed. City, especially. Yeah. Um, Suleimana, man. Uh, he looks a proper player, man. He. Shows up with ghosties every now and then. Looks like he has the ability to finish. If he pops up back into the league as an asset, do you think he's worth like drafting next season? Um, hmm. depends where he goes. So right? I don't know. Like, he was kind of hit and miss, right? Throughout the season. Yeah, yeah, he was right. I think it all kind of depends on which, because it 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 will either be kind of a backup but try to push for a like you know trying to trying to push for Europe sort of team you know a like Brighton sort of team which you know they might if they lose a lot of their assets would be back in the market or end up in a team like Crystal Palace or something right where you're kind of rotating regularly you don't necessarily have that high attacking you know producing football so yeah cool all right, let's move on. Next one, Acker crosses into the box. I don't think any surprises here or need for discussion. 
High number of Acacrosses, five from TBB, three from Harrison, three from Olise. Uh, so we'll move next into the extra categories and maybe just do a comments at the end of this one. Uh, so high number of tackles was five by Idrissa Gay. Uh, dispossessions, there was a high of six by Forshaw. Uh, interceptions, a high of four by Matip and Kyle Walker-Peters. Clearances, there was 13 by Longley from Spurs. Uh, successful dribbles, there was a high of six by ASM and Traore. Uh, for aerials, there was a high of seven by Davinson Sanchez and Tarkowski. And then block shots, there was a high of six by Pinnock and Lianco. Uh, Ryan, anything jump out to you and then we'll go to you, Ross. Um, no, just want to say ASM looked like himself again that one game week. It really sucks for the owners who drafted him super early. But those who have made playoffs and probably still had them in the squad were probably happy for that. Yeah, it was not um, an easy watch. Yeah, <laughs> no, he him. was... In 15 minutes, he had put up like 10 points or something and it was like, yeah. this man is on for a massive score. Yeah. Nothing else too much sticks out. For sure, I mean, I'm surprised. He got a lot of key passes, a lot of dispossessions. I guess he gets very involved when he's actually playing. Yeah, we shouted him as a possible FA grab, right? Yep. Um, because we, we saw like his output in 45 minutes and saw the potential. Um, it, the thing is, I think the game after that, he got the start. He didn't really do too much. I think he got three or four points. Yeah. And came back up against a shitty Spurs defense. So it's not that much of a surprise, I guess. No, I guess Leeds just had no clue on what their squad to play throughout the whole season. And kind of just shows, right? Yo, did they start six centre-backs, by the way? <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> Couple in mid, right? <laughs> oh, that is such a Sam thing to do, man. Yeah. Ross, anything jump out for you, bro? Um, yeah, like the ASM Traore, you know, go back to OG like fan tracks days where, you know, you would expect Traore to just get fifteen points from just dribbling dribbling the whole pitch and then kick the ball outside. Uh <laughs> But <laughs> it's probably his last game. I don't know if he like comes back. Uh, you know, probably is he, he's on loan from Barcelona, right? Is he? So, oh, probably. Or well, I have no idea. Pro- I don't know. I don't remember what that transfer stuff is. Who knows what's happening in Barcelona? <laughs> but I don't think. Yeah, like maybe he didn't really get enough playing time, and I don't think he wanna kind of do that. Um, everything else, I think, as Ryan said, seems fair- fairly kind of straightforward. You know. Aerial duels, D- D- Dovson and Tarkowski, that's fairly straightforward. Um, Pinnick with the block shots, you know. Like you said, when you kind of went to go see Brentford, is that like, man, it's just everywhere. Yeah, man. You know. Everywhere, bro. <laughs> Absolute giant, too. Uh, all right, cool. Let's move on to the next segment then League Updates. <laughs> uh, so, just updates from. Ross and myself. Sorry, Ryan. Yeah, I'll just mute my mic now. Do you, do you wanna do you wanna summarize anything about your season before we jump into the <laughs> the, the good news? I'm sorry, I sound like I'm such a dick. Um, <laughs> uh, no, we'll get to this in interview. Okay, okay. Uh, Ross, I'll let you go first, buddy. Uh, how did your playoff I mean, final? Yeah. Day? Uh, before before we do, like I will say that Ryan had a fairly consistent season. Like maybe like he wasn't he didn't finish as high as he was kind of at certain parts of the in our Banta Boys League and stuff, right? Um, and he still made it kind of decently at during like the like the playoff, right? 
on that one. But you know what? You know, you need luck sometimes. You said before the pod started, you know, you had the second highest score in the first round only to go up against the highest score. Yeah. Right? So that's how it goes, man. Like, you know. Um, but yeah, like for mine, I'm not going to give Ryan too much credit because you did shit on me a lot. <laughs> I mean, I mean before, before we go on to you, I must say, this is what, our second season playing Banzer Boys League, right? You've won yeah. it the first season. I've won it the second season. We clearly third have Third season. Like, this is our third season. Won no? it the second. Yeah, Manos. Sanchez said out the last one. Yeah. Ah, Manos, yeah, Manos, Manos yeah, won. Yeah. Manos won it. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, clearly we have some sort of like rigged um, tournament going on, right? So Ryan, you're guaranteed to win next season. That's, that's I know. You're guaranteed to win. But yeah, it totally makes sense, right? So <laughs> even the second, even last season, Ryan, I think you finished first, didn't you? I and then just lost in the playoffs, maybe, or lost finished second or something. It. Yeah, yeah, that's it's it's how it goes, man. It's how it goes. True. Yeah, yeah. All right, Russ, t- talk to us, man. Yeah, so I was in my playoff and my or- the OG league is what we call it. Sanji, what you used to be, what we used to be in originally, uh, but then I kind of stayed there, and Sanji, you went out to go do bigger better things (laughs) um here i am kind of you know still kind of carrying some of that glory uh i did win i did top the league of this one uh i like i think i was at 70 points at the end of the season the next highest was 61 uh so that meant i had a buy right and then kind of moving first round because only six of six teams kind of go on because it's a 10-man league um um first round was a buy my team absolutely destroyed. I think I had like 200 and something points that game week too, right? Uh, second round, uh, second round, I, I went up against Neeraj. Uh, Neeraj just destroyed me the first couple of days. Sorry. And then, yeah, sorry, Neeraj. Uh, and then I think at the end, it was like, I was down by 15 points and it was Shar versus Telemans, who I dropped, Telemans I dropped earlier in the season, like a few game weeks ago, because I was like, this guy's not kind of do not doing for me, and then Shar within the first twenty five minutes had ten points. Essentially eradicated all of Neeraj's league, and I was like, "Well, Newcastle shouldn't concede," and I've basically kind of guaranteed that. And I just eked out a win there, and then in the final, I won going up against Natun, who's also in the Bant Boys League, who you'll hear about in one in a sec two from Sanji. Uh, I won one fourteen to twenty five, uh, one fourteen point two five to eighty nine. Um, game week goods. I had that like, like double assist almost in like five minutes from Salah and Trent. Um, and then I picked up Douglas Louise, uh, Malasia, Dubravka, uh, Palmer, who gave like decent, decent points to, uh, Douglas Louise got the goal. Um, Malasia had like 10 points while still conceding. Palmer had like 11 points, three key passes, a couple of shots, things like that. Um, so, uh, and then, but gave me regrets, and this is, I'm super lucky. I dropped Pinnock because I was like, man, like, I don't know what to do. I the, I was going to play three defenders. I played Trent, Shar, and Malasia. Malasia I played because my opponent, I want to kind of match that clean sheet. And then Pinnock, I dropped him. And there's always that one game, Sanji, where you drop <laughs> Pinnock or you bench Pinnock, and then yeah. you regretted it. Yeah. Luckily, no regrets here. But, you know, he scored 31 points, had the goal, had the clean sheet points everywhere i had mitrovic who shot the bed i got super lucky because the goal that chelsea scored was a trip your own goal yeah with nothing had yeah so kind of really really kind of lucked out there overall you know good good end to the season here 
you know, you know, I don't do that well in the Banta Boys League. <laughs> Finished 11th out of 12th there. Yeah. So I'm glad I get some scraps somewhere. So I'm happy with it. So based on your winnings, like who is the, I don't know if you've thought about this yet, but typically in the OG League, I think you got perks for finishing first in the table, uh, perks for winning playoffs. So which is the player that you're going to keep for next season? Yeah, so the two perks that I get is I get to choose my draft order and I get to retain a player. So I'll probably go first again. I'll pick first again and I'll re- I'll retain Trent. Nice. Yes. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Solid. Yeah. Okay, sweet. Uh I'll give my update then. Uh, I also came up against Nutton. Man, Nutton's uh, unlucky, but I mean, it speaks volumes of his, I guess, ability as a fan tracks manager, right? Making two finals. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, I would say I got luckier than you did um, because Nutton could have easily beaten me, right? My match was a lot closer. I won 105 to 94. Uh, the game week good was Yarimina. We've been hailing him uh, past few episodes. Uh, they had the best clean sheet odds. So obviously started him versus Bournemouth. Uh, came in solid double digit haul with the clean sheet. Raya, as always, another top performer this season. Clean sheet also helped. Uh, like you, Russ, I also grabbed Palmer as an FA, um, came through pretty well, uh, in terms of return, got 9.5 points, uh, <clears throat> just pure ghosties, uh, holding Jesus throughout his injury still came good as that, you know, first round quality pick, uh, with the goal and the assist, um, I think got around 26 points, some of that, but then the regrets was like you, I also benched Pinnock because, I didn't want to hedge that. I, I kind of want to hedge that pain, right, of facing Man City. But lo and behold, Brentford is, what, the only team to do the double over City in the league yeah, this season, yep, right? Yeah. So kudos to yeah. them. Um, but yeah, managed to scrape, scrape the win. And the other regret was I benched four nails. Um I grabbed him as an FA, uh, not only to, like, block Nutton, but because, uh, Ryan, and this is something that I kind of show you uh, every game week is, like, the trends of players and stuff like that, right? I kind of right. scraped the last six um head-to-head matchups and Fornals was on it um, versus Leicester. I think he had like three returns in the last six games or some of that. So I was like, you know what? What are the chances? Let me just grab him just in case um, because he went and put up 20 points as well, right? Uh, but I would say the lucky part was Nutton benching Madweke uh, for Jordan Ayu. Ayu got 1.5, Madweke got 15. And I do want to take this opportunity to touch on Madweke slightly, Right. If he does nail a spot under Poch for next season, I feel like he is up in the ranks or comparison levels of like your ASMs or your Traores because he shows up with a lot of ghosties. He was in our data dump with um, five successful dribbles, right? He was like the second tier of um, successful dribbles this game week. Uh, how would you feel about him? Do you think he's worth like a late draft punt, uh, Ryan? And then we'll go to Ross. Oh, I don't even think that late but I do want to see where his position ends up next season I don't want him as a forward forward spots are so limited that you wouldn't be able to play him really Um, if he's a mid if he's a defender yeah love it Sanji you kind of talked about that ASM and that Adamatore kind of comparison the one thing that stands out is that like ASM is great in fan tracks and does a lot for his team in general. So gets those continued starts. 
whereas Adama Traore is great on fan tracks, but isn't necessarily great for his team, so doesn't get those starts, and you're, like, that frustrating. So my question, because I haven't seen Madueke play enough to say that, like, he's putting up these points. Are those points also matching what you see on the pitch? And, like, is this someone that does deserve to continually start as well? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I'll be honest, like, I didn't watch as much Chelsea uh, games this season as I have ever Fair before enough. because of how painful <laughs> it has been to be a Chelsea fan this season. But from what I've witnessed, I would say he's a bit of both. Um, he's got the ability to go past people with ease, but then his final ball, like the quality in the final third is lacking and can be improved, right? So it does give you that I- mix of ASM and Traore vibes, right? The ability to put up points but not coming through with that goal or assist at the end. I think if he is able to kind of add that finishing product to his game, he could be like a hidden gem for next season if he nails a spot, right? That's yet to be confirmed mm-hmm. depending on how Poch plays or wants to play. But Poch does like bringing young talent up, right? Like Deli Ali, for example. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think that's the biggest thing that we can kind of highlight. Like he brought a very, very young team to almost winning the Premier League, right? Almost twice, right? Mm. So, um, even though they finished third in one season, <laughs> sorry, Spurs fans, it's <laughs> always fun to throw a jab at y'all, you know? Um, but I think that's something, one thing to kind of look forward to is that um, he will bring what Frank Lampard did, but with consistency and with like actual, like, like you know, the the watching them play it'll be fun to watch right yeah. Frank Lampard did bring up a lot of young players in that one season when you when you had the transfer ban but it wasn't as consistent enough and but it was also like just like you know here and there and like you saw the likes of you know Tammy Abraham and Mason Mount uh, but then you also saw big drop-offs towards the end of the season whereas Pochettino can do it throughout the season right so let's see where it goes you know this isn't a Roman I don't know as much as we said, oh, this isn't a Roman one, and you know, you the manager should stay. You know, Tuchel got sacked, Potter got sacked, and Frank Ar- Frank Lampard will kind of go as well, right? So you want to make you want to you don't know what will happen, but he is someone that has that ability to manage in the Premier League. So hopefully, it goes through. Yeah, and another young kid not hopefully, that got... but sorry, what? Not hopefully, but like you know, like you know, for someone of that objectively looking like you know, it should it could possibly kind of go well. Chelsea yeah yeah I I mean uh, credit to Frank as well another young kid that he reminded the world of or reminded Chelsea fans of was Lewis Hall right probably our best player under Frank during his short tenure um and we saw the fan tracks points absolutely killed it Mm -hmm. during his uh Mm -hmm. cameos all right, cool. So, congrats to you, Russ. Uh, congrats to me. I would love congrats to play to the too. We Are the Champion song, <laughs> but I don't want to get sued. So, we will take our halftime pint, and then we will be back with a season recap of predictions, uh, questions, and trivia. So, we'll see you in a bit. And we are back. Okay, so... Let's look at the season recap stuff. So we'll look at top four predictions, right? Uh, Ross, you went Liverpool, Spurs, Man City, Chelsea. I went Man City, Liverpool, Spurs, Arsenal. Ryan went Man City, Liverpool, Chelsea, Spurs. I love that you guys had so much faith in my club. Yeah. Yeah. 
I mean, I like it was, you know, you had your bet, you know, if you get your predictions wrong, you know, your team still does well, so you kind of win-win, right? Um, I didn't think it was going to be this big of a drop-off. I honestly didn't think Chelsea was going to drop off this bad. I will totally eat my words about Liverpool because, you know, I was like, you know what? I always I always have this fear of Liverpool just kind of shitting the bed and I'm just going to, like, not play into that. I'm just going to go full in and you'll see my later predictions where it has. I have gone full in Liverpool and, you know, totally eating my words on it right now, but um that's just how it goes you know we could have finished 13th so (laughs) (laughs) solid dig i mean we all we all punt all the shit that we give spears all of us predicted spears to make top four by the way but that's content right like you expected with his managerial skills like they'd be better this season just did not come to pass and we all kind of went liverpool too right so yeah 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 Mm -hmm. yeah I mean, I, I'm I'm gonna take the lead on this one, but I'm the only person that went Arsenal top four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. GG. I, GG. I I mean I I saw I saw the preseason. I saw Jesus uh, his impact on the team, and I was just like, yeah, man, something special is gonna come out of this team. I mean, it sucks that Jesus got injured for such a long time, so you can only wonder where they would have finished if he stayed fit the entire season. But it's not the first time he's gotten injured like this uh, in a full football season, right? Which kind of worries mm-hmm. me grabbing him as a first round pick now yeah 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 okay relegation candidates ross you went southampton Nottingham forest aston villa slash everton uh i don't know you shouldn't be allowed to have slashes but we'll talk about <laughs> that <moving> <laughs> ryan you went nottingham forest fulham leeds i went nottingham forest bournemouth southampton we all picked nottingham forest and they proved us wrong towards the end towards the end yeah um i think my you can, I can talk about my slash, um only because I was like you know what like I Everton barely escaped and I don't think it's gonna go well and you know what even with Aston Villa they were very much relegation fodder yeah. had Emery not come in and totally switch around and qualify for Europe right so I wasn't like you know I had like there was some level of instinct there Everton I just kind of threw in because like you know why not um I think Southampton were definitely biding their time for how long they could stay up and yeah. that just kind of caught up with them not for us i think it was just the amount of spending and the amount of like you know what you were just afraid of what would happen and like you know it, it was easy to kind of assume that like they might they will struggle and they did for a good chunk of the season so yeah uh ryan i mean you got leads right man what what made you make that call at the start of the season i mean we all knew Rafinha leaving would have been a huge gap to fill. Um, they didn't fill it well. I just couldn't see where the goals would come from. So, but I'm surprised I was so down on Fulham and then yeah. saw them <laughs> how they played. Like from game one, they absolutely like just took it to the prem teams. And man, if if Mitro didn't get that ban, like how much better off could they have been, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Very true. Uh, and uh, Bournemouth was a wrong prediction that I made. Um, I mean, again, same thing like Ross, I think you said, right? Like, we saw that form. Uh, who, who was it again that was in charge at the start of the season? Um, what's his name? He was in charge of a Champions League team at one point. And then they got kicked out. Uh, oh, why, why am I blanking on his name? Oh, my God. Uh, Scott Parker. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah. Um, yeah, he went from getting fired to getting a Champions League job, man. What a life. What an absolute life. Uh, but yeah, uh, call the Southampton one. I agree. Um, they were biding their time sort of thing. But yeah, I'm, I'm happy to see that we each kind of got one of them right at least, right? Um, and who knows if the managers didn't change, could have been more. Uh, so let's move on mm-hmm. to Golden Boot next. Ross, is this just Liverpool bias? Is that why you went with Salah? Like I, like, like I said, like I was done with the, I like, you know, like my team's not good enough sort of stuff that I'm usually do, you know, you always have that. So I was like, you know what? We almost were, we were what? Two points and two goals away from like immort like team immortality, right? The, one of the best seasons ever in, in a domestic league, right? So I was like, you know what? I hope that they would continue that form. But unfortunately, there is just probably such a big mental toll after that season that it just didn't follow through. But I think part of it was also Salah not going to the World Cup. Mm. Uh, the reason, the, uh, the only reason why I didn't pick Holland was the injury kind of gap. But you know, he like you know blew past all those concerns. So yeah, Ryan, you and I both went with Holland. Um, I mean, the injury concern is definitely real. It's a fair picking him first, and you know the lack of ghost points and stuff of like that. But I think he showed that you don't need ghost points when you play for Man City. Correct. Mm-hmm. Exactly. All right. Underperformer. Ross, you nailed it with Leicester, man. Yeah, I win this one, right? <laughs> with Leicester, you had Aston Villa, which, to be fair, it was very much underperformer. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Till the managerial change. Yeah. United, hit or miss, right? I think, for the most part, they performed decently as expected but, i would say not so much under. Uh, yeah as yeah. expected you know maybe just a bit better because they did end up finishing top four over chelsea over spurs over liverpool um so keeping that in mind i would say it would be an uh, like over like there would be a good season for them but yeah leicester shot the bed hard yeah i mean manchester united third place uh fa no Sorry, what is it? The Carling Cup? What do you call that now? Carabao Cup. Yeah, yeah Carabao Cup. They won Cup. that and now in the FA Cup final. So it's a fantastic first season for Eric Ten Hag. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, overperformer. Uh, Ross, yet again, man. Brighton. Holy shit. Yeah, but I would say we all nailed this, though. Yeah, yeah. But, R- Ross, what, what made you pick Brighton, though? I think it was... Honestly, it was, we didn't expect Tuchel to get fired and Potter to kind of switch jobs and stuff like that. But I think it was just the level of consistency Potter had kind of set into the team. And all Deserby had to do was maintain that same level of consistency and then just like step it up a bit, right? Um, You know, solid home form, amazing defense ability to kind of score goals against the big teams, right? All those things kind of started falling in place for Deserby, but that was there in the first, what, couple of months that Potter was also in charge. So, like, it was just the amount of consistency they were kind of building the last, what, three seasons, four seasons in the Prem to then eventually just that kind of, like, you know, solidify themselves as a consistent push for top six, top eight finishes. Yeah, um... Ryan, you nailed the um, the pick Bournemouth. Uh, I don't think anyone gave 
uh, Bournemouth a chance after Scott Parker got fired, then gave Gary O'Neill the job for the rest of the season, unproven manager. But somehow they pulled it off. Yeah, I'm I'm actually really impressed with their season. I mean, at a point it looked like they were definitely going down, right? Um, I don't actually know what changed, what clicked. I know Solanke started to play amazingly well and he was injured for them for a while. So when he came back, it was just a huge uptick. Um, Phil Billing, yo, like mm-hmm. stepped up when Tavernier went uh, injured. But they didn't have the smoothest of seasons. And I think pretty much everybody wrote them off at some point. They were like, this is a clear relegation candidate. I mean, but, they made one of the best um, Jan additions, I'd say, in Dango Tower as well. That definitely helped. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, I don't know, actually. Like, I mean, Neto in goal yeah. was great for yeah, them as well. Very much so. Not to say that Travis was necessarily a bad goalkeeper, but I think he definitely made a big difference. But they, they, they United as a team, because the team itself doesn't have like any huge. Big players, right? No Mitrovic. I would still consider Mitrovic a big player now. No spending like Forrest. So. Yeah. So, I mean, g- given this, um, you think it's too harsh to say that they could possibly be relegation candidates again next season then? I guess it depends on how their summer goes, their summer window signings. Yeah. And, you know, if they, they have hold, to do like, business. Billing and stuff like that, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, um, my pick was Newcastle. Uh, I think, I when did Eddie Howe come in? Was It wasn't this season, right? It was the season before that, right? It was last season, yeah. yeah it was halfway Mid through last season. season. So I, I think yeah, it was yeah. based on that and then the addition of Trippier. I was just like, yeah, I feel like they're going to definitely improve. But I did not expect Champions League football from the get-go. Yeah. Very happy for them, though. That stadium deserves... Um, Champions League football like those fans uh, look amazing um, like the atmosphere looks amazing so yeah kudos to them man uh, so move on to Playmaker uh, we all got this terribly wrong I want to say uh, I went with Madison Ross you went with T-Baby and Ryan you went with Kulusevski Ryan you want to start us off man man <laughs> he looked so good when he came in last season yeah. and the link up between him Kay and Son was really really good I guess I just thought Conte would improve things. It did not happen. I mean, yeah, no much, not much more to say about Spurs, really. Spurs going to Spurs. Yeah. Ross? From when, from the international break and from when T, Trent Alexander-Arnold switched into this new kind of like inverted fullback role, he's had the most number of assists He's had one of the highest XGs in the season, if not the highest. Um, and one of the biggest discrepancies, or not XG, sorry, XAs. Um, and one of the highest kind of get the XA, like has a high XA, but not getting the assist in general. So I wasn't totally off off. It was just that there was no follow through. And then just the complete collapse of Liverpool's midfield and defense just definitely did not kind of like bode well into it like he didn't have his first actual assist until like the new year until like march or something right he had like a a couple of fantasy assists where like own goal or like one like the penalty or whatever right but didn't have an actual assist until and that's you know that's that's obviously kind of like played into a lot of like how poorly liverpool did but 
like yeah i think that that threw me off but the stats spoke well on like how many assists he should have gotten right him and trippier were like super high on xas but not getting those actual assists right uh but then trent actually started getting a lot of those assists I think, yeah, I think since he moved into that role, he had the most number of assists by a mile and, like, right before, like, Kevin De Bruyne or something. Yeah, so. when did he move into that uh, role exactly? It was, like, April 9th or something of like that? 9th. Yeah. April 9th, yeah. April 9th is, that's the date everyone is kind of using to kind of show, uh, like, his impact. You know, when, like, you posted on the group and then I think Tash said... What about defensive stats and stuff, right? Obviously trying to throw a jab at his defensive ability and whatnot. But like his, they, since then he had like, you know, he was just on attacking. So, yeah. So I, I'm, I'm hoping like the app is working properly and all that sort of stuff. But I kind of created like a date filter from April 9th to May 28th, uh, which is end of the season. Uh, Trent of all outfielders sits third for total points scored. Yeah. So if he continues this inverted fullback mode, back to being a first pick easily, no questions asked. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know, you know when you asked me, like, who do you retain, Ras? Um, that's the reason why I pick him over Salah, even over Mitrovic. Like, those are the three players that I have to kind of consider, and I'm like, no, Trent's an easy for me because. Salah might have a really high ceiling, but his floor is just so low sometimes, whereas Trent has a consistent, like, consistent 12-15 points sometimes, and then, like, his ceiling can go all the way up to 30-40 points. Yeah, great point. Uh, For me, Madison, I think that was, I don't know what I was thinking, honestly. Um, Leicester never really had a striker, like, nailed for the entire season Vardy too old then just flip-flopping between Daka and Kelechi like yeah it was just an absolute mess uh their captain leaving at the start of the season as well right and then never fixing a goalie as well I don't think it helped their attack you know having the defense and such a shit show as well so I mean listen Madison still turned out to be a great uh draft pick in the end uh and I have no regrets about that but We'll move on now to the next one, which is Golden Glove. All of us got this wrong as well. Ross, I think you got it the most wrong. <laughs> the most. I got the most wrong. <laughs> With Hugo Lloris. And uh, Ryan and I both went Ederson. Yeah, so mine was what Ryan had. Like, you know, why does uh, Spurs finish top four? Well, Conte. So why does Lloris finish with Golden Glove? Because, well, Conte. But, oh, man, so bad. So, 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 so bad. Yeah. Like, he lost his spot, <laughs> even though he was injured. But he lost his spot. To forgive Fraser Forster of all players. Ryan, yeah. like, City, listen, you look at the XGC data, it should make sense, right? He, Ederson should have the Golden Glove. But for some reason or the other, City just kept conceding every single game. Yeah, he would face, like, probably one good shot every game and let him in. So, like... Ortega had way more saves, more clean sheets towards the end with those few appearances. Anyway, I I can't imagine Pep was happy with that at all. But I genuinely like Edison as a goalkeeper and like the, the kind of cool and calmness he does, the stupidness he does in the back. Like He will pass that ball right across the face of his own goal because he's so confident he can get that out. Yeah, it's absolutely crazy, man. Um... 
very frustrating if you own a Man City defender this season. I think next season, I'm just going to avoid Man City defense. Um, I know it's probably guaranteed clean sheets and stuff like that, but I don't know. I, I don't want to play that waiting game. So, I mean, with Cancelo leaving, it's probably what Stones next, maybe? And then that's kind of because he's playing this, this weird role as well. But beyond them, like beyond him, yeah, I'm, I'm also going to avoid Yeah. All right, finally, Premier League winner, Ross, you obviously picked Liverpool. Yes, <laughs> yes. You can tell how big my smile is, you know. Uh, oh, well, it's it's how it goes, you know. Yeah. It's how it goes. Like I said, when we were doing these uh, predictions, is that, and even I remember if we go back to kind of do it, I was like, you know what, like, screw it. I'm not going to, like, you know, do that. I think we had a really good season last season, and I really thought we'd be able to keep up. But we just shut the bed so hard and like there's like you know obviously there's we can dissect the whole team and maybe kind of like you know breaking down the season but not now this isn't a liverpool pod <laughs> and neither my co-hosts are liverpool fans you know <laughs> i noticed that tds all two or three of their fans are liverpool fans. yeah 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 so mm. so it's i i i'm sure there it would be more appropriate yeah now. <laughs> I, i'll ask them to like bring you on an episode you guys can just make a liverpool pod i'm sure they'd love it uh, Ryan, we both went with Man City. I feel like that was a safe pick. Uh, Pep's fifth title in six seasons. Is there any stopping them, man? I mean, Champions League hasn't played off. I, I want to see how that goes. But yeah, they really look like they could get in trouble this season. Um, Prem-wise, I really hope Newcastle splash that cash and start to battle them, if not next season, the season after. Yeah. It's it's getting a bit boring now. <laughs> yeah, just a little bit. Just a little yeah. bit. Uh, we need, like, Newcastle to win the Prem or something. Like, another Leicester season, you know? No. So, this is this is, this is is what I will claim to fame with Liverpool. Is that during Pep's reign, when Pep actually kind of brought in kind of his thing, right? Um, like, you know, we... Yes, Chelsea won that first season, right? When in during Pep's first season or whatever. But after that... Like, you know, um, Pep was unstoppable. Liverpool have were the only team to kind of win it. So I really like the fact that Man City can keep winning because then Liverpool has a claim to be like, we edged past Man City that one season and we were two points close to them the other uh, two of those other seasons. So I'm okay with this. Um, as long as they don't win Champions League. I think I will be okay with Man City winning as many titles as they want as long as they don't win Champions League because... You still want some of that banter there, right? So here's to Lukaku, who has found his new bow <laughs> in Meg the Stallion, who will score a hat-trick against Man City in the Champions League final. Oh, man. Look at you bringing social media drama onto our podcast. All right, <laughs> let's move on to the next segment, which is the questions. <laughs> so we got a t- couple of questions from twitter i'm gonna read them out and give you boys a chance to answer each i'll add in anything at the end so first question is from one of our beloved boys robbie p at a team of caras his question is i'd love to hear some lessons learned over the season from the panel personally i'm going to take a much different approach on how i use fab going forward no more while spending ryan we'll start with you man uh we also I guess for reference, uh, made a bit of a what a filter on our seasons uh, spending and stuff like that. So 
if we're referring to any players or purchases, uh, that's what we are yeah, referring to. Yeah, so it was my first season playing with Fab. Um, quite a big adjustment, I would say. I didn't know how much other people would come in with, but I think half the league, if not more, were also in their first season playing with Fab. So people did do what Robbie's kind of implying. They went wild with spending. And then every big signing, like Oba, um, like I think he was the most expensive, right? He went for 104 <laughs> Fab. Like, insane. Like, looking back at it, retrospective, that, that, that just speaks to madness yeah. really yeah. like what um you got no return on investment but i think the manager traded him off pretty quickly and got like a solid you got trent option you yeah got trent exactly. for yeah. yeah ridiculous yeah. ridiculous so would you spend um, 104 on trent yes you yeah, probably yeah probably, <laughs> probably. <laughs> so i don't know me personally i didn't splash any cash like no none of my winning bids went above 20 but I got really rubbish players in for my 17, 16, and 11 bids at one. I got Aronson, Sarabia, and Zabitza. Actually, I don't feel too bad about Zabitza, but before that injury, he was doing okay. But the rest of them, man, that was bad. Bad spending. So, so I mean, based on that, like, what's the most amount of fab you'd spend on a player next season? I would comfortably go into the 50s, but I don't think I'd go much beyond that. Um, in terms of Robbie's general question, what lessons learned over the season, I tend to... What's the word? I tend to lose interest when like it's coming up to playoffs and there's not much to play for. But I think the game itself changes, right? Like, teams have more to play for coming that late into the season and I, I guess I didn't grab enough players with something to play for like my team was still very heavy on City and the fact that when Arsenal like knocked them out I would have just been screwed I mean I didn't make it that far in playoffs to have that problem but that that's heavy City rotation at the end would have messed with me so I guess I'm, I'm saying you probably should need to stay tuned in and adapt as the season goes on yeah, fair enough. Uh, Ross, any lessons learned? Anything related to Fab? Yeah, I can kind of talk a bit about Fab first. I think for all three of us, we weren't heavy spenders. We were generally a bit more conservative about our money. It's just that when we did spend a bit, we didn't we didn't get the returns that we hoped for. <laughs> right, my highest one was twelve Fab for Maxwell Cornet. <laughs> Game week two, I thought it would be something. I had Jared Bowen. I was like, you know what? This might be a good kind of rotational option. No, nothing, right? My next highest, I will say, was I had like $8 left. Uh, Sean uh, Sean Dash. No, sorry. Uh, yeah, Sean Dash had just come in charge of Everton. And Dwight McNeil was a on the waiver wire. And I had $8 and I spent all on him. And I got that money. I got, I got Dwight McNeil and like, Paid off in the sense that, like, Dwight McNeil then just exploded from there. I didn't make the playoffs or anything because the rest of my team was still pretty garbage. But <laughs> um, 
but like I will kind of take like you know kind of like that like this was you know some bending but for other than that like really really bad picks like I'm going through it and I don't even know some of these <laughs> bro like Wolves <laughs> Sazak <laughs> like but that was unlucky what? he he injured he had a season ending injury as well right so yeah yeah right he went um uh caught up he had a couple of decent kind of games off the bench too and I was like you know what might be a good pick you know only single digits like seven but like didn't well but then I went to another Southampton with Aribo he's a solid player but not necessarily like points wise right but I think generally we were a bit more conservative I think what my with my thing with Fab is is that if I can have a decent draft I can use Fab as a trade option right and that's what I tried to do it's just that that also didn't go off as well as I thought it would. So um, I think I traded Telemans with some fab for Louis Sinistera, who immediately got injured yeah. uh, as soon as he came into my team, right? Um, which was disappointing. Um, I think I traded some money, and I can't remember who it was exactly, for Raheem Sterling with Kyle. Uh, and then, like, you know, Raheem Sterling, he didn't score his first goal until, like, God knows when. Like, you know, um, so all these things kind of said is that that's that's what I generally prefer to use my fab for because I'm hoping that I can have a decent enough draft and I can pick up players on a much smaller kind of like, you know, thing like that. But it didn't work out as well as I hoped it would in this league, especially in the other league. It worked out really well because I got the likes of um, Gundogan early in the season because I traded away. Um, what's his name? Koulibaly. I traded with Koulibaly and like I think twenty thirty fab and got Gundogan and kept him essentially right almost till the end. Um, I traded away, um, Paris. Yeah, like just like I traded away Paris for some fab and got some fab to get me through the end of the season. And like that's where I'm kind of trying to get trying to use fab more. But yeah, the waiver wire pickups aren't going as well. Overall, some of the seasons kind of learned is that like. I think it's, you know, there's always that concern of like, I don't want to do trades. You know, what if I get screwed over in that trades? But I think that's kind of half the fun and half the risk of it. So you kind of go into it like, you know what, what can happen? You can be someone like Ryan who traded away a bunch of his players and fab and got Holland and how well that worked out for him. Yeah. Or you can be um, someone like Debs who traded away a good chunk of his team to Gomsi for Eddie and Katia and Obama Yang and whoever, right? Yeah. Both, both, you know, have merit to a certain extent, um, but both on opposite ends of what the trade kind of ended up being. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, Ryan and I definitely did not spend our money well either, right? Or like you alluded to, our big money spends. So like for me, Damsgaard twenty one fab. I held on way too long with that. Um, Ryan spent 17 on Aronson, 16 on Sarabia. Um, but I, I would say all our low money um, bids, or maybe like our 2 to $3 bids, were the ones that actually ended up working out, right? And that's when you're seeing players on form. And then putting that extra little cash just to get them for that little ride, that sort of wave, right? Sort of thing, I think is a better strategy. 
Um, because as always, it's very difficult to have the perfect draft, right? Something will always go wrong. A player might leave or get injured, that sort of stuff. Um, in terms of like uh, lessons learned, I mean, it was a good season for me, but I, I would still say maybe I would highlight, I think, the decisions that I made that made it a good season, right? Um, assets that I uh, know have a good track record or I've seen um, have a history of putting up points, I made early FA grabs on them, right? When they were just coming back from injury or something like that. You're like, you're hanging there on the grass. So, like, being in the loop, you know, following accounts like Ben Denary or Calm Hayes who post, like, the press conferences and stuff like that, you know, grabbing, like, Pinnock and Matoma's FA grabs were big, big impacts on my season, right? Um, and that's because, like, okay, I heard they're back in training. And I think they're players that are good enough to make the starting lineup. And you have to take that risk sometimes as well. Um, also holding money throughout your entire season makes a massive difference as well even in playoffs like you can grab a player ahead of your opponent with ease right with something as one dollar or something like that um, I, I think also to allude to Ryan's point about maybe selling assets uh, on a high as well you know like having so many city assets maybe you could have sold Foden when he was performing so well gotten a bunch of fab and then use that fab to kind of reinvest it and get other players or su stuff like that right um what what else would would have been uh i'm, <clears throat> I'm thinking what else would have been uh lessons learned um hmm. i don't know i think just maybe ask us for advice <laughs> talk to your friends i think that also helps right talk things through uh use your community right um i think hashing out ideas and stuff like that helps a lot right because i would say shout out to like robbie for example he's the one that suggested that i grab morgan gibbs white as a late draft pick and look how well that turned out as well right i mean granted he started off at wolves but having the patience uh with his move to nottingham forest and he turned out to be like a top 20 asset at the end of the season right so yeah sanji about about morgan gibbs white yeah. um I think Zubin had him and then dropped him because he got an injury in a bit, mm, yeah. right? I picked him up and he was doing he was doing well, mm. but then like some really bad reports kind of coming up for his injury and stuff, so I dropped him. And he started, and I somehow got him back by <laughs> yeah. bidding zero dollars on him, yeah. and it was essentially like nothing was lost. Yeah. And I am so so lucky because yeah. that's a pick that did definitely make my season. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, it, it's easier uh, for our leagues as well. Not all leagues play with IR spots as well. So that kind of also helps managing things. But I think um, knowing when to drop players as well, right? Um, I mean, DCL is a big, a big, big talking point as well, right? Uh, for a long period of time, um, I think Ryan kept telling me, drop him, drop him, drop him. And I sh probably should have. I probably could have. Um, but... The reason why I held on to him is because I know how well he plays all his potential. And he did come back with a bang, but then went back out after getting a bang. So, um, I, I don't know. I, I think, again, I, I just go back to the point of, like, talk to your community, talk to people, experience fan tracks managers, you know, take polls, that sort of stuff, right? Uh, use your resources that are available to you. Um, and I think you could have a better season um, next season if you didn't have one this season. Uh, okay, so... Yeah. yeah, I think um yeah, the key talking to people thing is key because like you only have your own thoughts in your head. Mm -hmm. Like even if you're just talking to them to just get a second opinion is not even something you're gonna follow. Yeah. 
like we're not expecting you to take our advice and run with it exactly like, yeah but it just adds a different perspective something you probably didn't consider um like maybe you weren't looking at the fixtures when we talk about a player you grab this player over that player for their particular fixture run or you didn't think about oh it's a busy period coming up and you know this manager particularly likes to rotate during this time or something right like i don't know what but i always like bouncing ideas off of not just you guys but just regular fpl players because they don't even know the fan track scoring but they will then think of things in a completely different way that i would so bias to the fan track scoring and to the um like applying that fan track scoring to my eye test and my decision making. Yeah, and like like the the final thing I'd say is also like when, I I mean we're talking quite early before the other draft, but I mean obviously like there's a lot of good content out there like um, markers or suggestions for who you should draft at which round and that sort of stuff. But I think if you do enough research and you don't have to do too much. I think back yourself in terms of season picks that you make because other people might be like, oh, you've picked that player too early, but it could turn out to be a smashing decision, right? Worst case is, yeah, okay, you got it wrong. But again, we've said it time and time. Um, your draft does not make or break your season. You can ride that, you know, for the first few gamings and easily manage to pick up gems throughout the season, right? Uh, I mean, I would say one gem that popped up was Felipe, right? As a defender, defender, I would say maybe defender two, defender three. I don't know if that's too early for some people, but players like that will pop up and are lowly rostered as well. So I would say, yeah, don't don't lose hope um, too early into the season. You can easily make things back up. All right, um, let's move on to the next question from Karel at Cade. Uh, so his question is, which will which will be next season comeback story? Who was awful this year and will surprise everyone? Ross, we'll start with you and then we'll go to you, Ryan. I think the first thing that first thing that does come to my mind is Sun. Ooh. Uh, yeah. Had a fairly you know, did show some of his quality maybe towards the end, but like, you know, too little too late almost, right? Um the heights of what it was in the last couple of seasons to kind of what it was this season. I think Spurs overall, apart from Kane, um, and maybe like Romero and like before even Bentacore got injured, um, was there. But Sun definitely dropped off hard. But like I, I, I trust the quality that he would have, hoping that if, when and if Kane leaves, like either Sun kind of fills in that role. Or they get someone to kind of get Sun to kind of support Sun because I don't think Sun would be as great of a player if he doesn't have someone like Kane alongside, right? That's one name that kind of uh, that kind of jumps up that I do believe should make a comeback and to kind of start tooting uh, Liverpool's own horn. <laughs> um, uh, Darwin Nunes. Uh, nice. All the stats suggest, all the positioning suggests, all the XG stuff suggests is that he should be scoring a lot more goals. And I'm hoping that it's not going to be a Timo Werner situation. And I'm hoping it's going to be more of a, uh, like, Salah sort of situation. So, uh, slash Holland sort of situation. So, I'm hoping that would be the turn that's going to happen over there. I feel like every 10 minutes, this man is taking a jab at Chelsea, eh? But, Ryan, you can go ahead, man. <laughs> Yeah, so I actually uh, read this question and thought he meant more like a team. Yeah, I didn't realize yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like a player. Yeah. 
So in terms of a team, I was thinking Everton, I expect them to come back up and not, you know, fight in the relegation zone. Um, actual players, hmm, that's a bit more interesting. So, hmm. Give me, give me a sec to think about that one. Sanjay, you go and then I'll come back. Uh, well, Russ, uh, I mean, I'll get your opinion. If we had to look at this uh, the other way, like Ryan was mentioning, in terms of teams maybe that could make teams. a comeback, uh, who yeah. would you call? Uh, I think the team that does kind of show up that would be there is... Uh, it's, I think Crystal Palace have that ability with that attacking kind of front three attacking kind of front four but it's not necessarily there and then um other than that i think everton i don't know man i get that shandash has done a bit of a kind of support for them this season but overall i'm still wary of them um who else would have been i think like um not Forest have finally kind of solidified their season and they took a huge gamble in trying to buy a lot of players, hoping that they would stay up and they have. And I'm hoping that would now then able to be like, you know, bring their squad to a kind of consistent, what you would expect from someone who would potentially finish kind of 10-ish or try to push for top 10. Yeah, good show. Okay, I kind of have a player. He's never been that great since he came to the Prem but I do expect bigger things from Jaden Sancho uh, I mean he had huge expectations on him when he came he got that transfer and he finished his season very strongly right like double digits in three of his last four games and I guess he really kind of nailed down that spot when Anthony went off injured right but what was it one goal, one assist, still only in those last four. So he put up a lot of ghosties, but in terms of end product, we've ex- come to expect a lot more from him. And I, I hope Ten Hag makes him like part of the team, and whoever they sign plays the like it benefits his all round game because I think he can he can be a very explosive player. Yeah, that's a great shout for sure. I mean, I I hope it isn't true for United um, because I hate them. But um, <laughs> no, yeah, I, I think definitely the potential is there. Uh, we know the quality is there. Um, he's a great, great player. Uh, and he could definitely be a surprise uh, gem, I guess, late, late-ish draft uh, pick. I would say maybe like if he goes like seventh, eighth round, I think you'd be getting a steal uh, at that run. Agreed. Um, for me, a few players kind of come to mind. Uh, Jared Bowen, possibly. Right? Uh, I think the season before, he absolutely smashed it. I think that was his breakout season, right? But then West Ham really struggled to cope with their European commitments. And I think the... I wouldn't say lack of depth, but their depth that they had, it wasn't consistent, right? Uh, Skamaka got injured. Cornet was basically never played. Lanzini kind of dropped off completely. Um, and they really struggled, even with Suchek in the middle, not being able to support Rice properly. Um, I think that just affected the entire team as a whole. Um, another pick I want to shout out, maybe Jacob Ramsey as well, really came back into the fold after 
uh, Emery took over, uh, became an integral part of that attack. Uh, I, I mean, he has the potential to get you like 20 to even close to 30 points in a game, right? So it'll be very interesting to see how he kind of bounces back um, next season. It, and I mean, who's to say whether or not he comes good or he kind of just goes back to being shit because they are also in Europe, right? They qualified for the European Conference League. So it's going to be very interesting to see how like they manage all of that. And then I had one more player. I don't know why I'm blanking on it all of a sudden. Let me see if I can uh, find it back. Oh, Raheem Sterling. I think potentially could come good again, right? Who knows what Poch will be able to get from him. But at one point, he used to be like one of the top 20 assets in the, in the game, right? Yeah, sure, he was playing for Man City, much better team. Pep managed team, right? But he is a goal scorer, right? We've seen glimpses of it. Even though Chelsea has been utter garbage this season, he has the ability to finish, uh, score goals, score braces, hat-tricks, that sort of thing, right? So maybe these are players that I might be keeping an eye on during next season's draft. Um, do you guys have any thoughts on uh, on the picks that I made? I think Sterling is the only one I'm kind of questioning. I think he needs a move to really take off. Um, I don't see it at Chelsea, but I mean, you might know better than me. I just think you have too many guys competing for that spot. That I mean, yeah, he did do it at City with that much rotation risk as well, right? So I don't know. The rest I agree on completely. It's it's funny you mentioned Ryan, you mentioned Anthony, and Sanji, you mentioned Bowen. I owned both of those players, and I those names did not kind of come up because Bowen I drafted like third round in both my leagues and. Kept him throughout right till the end until he wasn't starting the last game week in one of my leagues. But, like, it was such an utter disappointment just to kind of, like, not seeing the points from him as much. Ghost points here and there. But, you know, on average, like, it was much, much, much lower than what it, what I hoped it would be based off last season. Yeah. But you're right. I think that European commitment kind of came in through. Uh, Anthony is, I think, United... I'm hoping that ETH uh, does kind of like continue on some of that. Not I'm hoping. I'm assuming ETH would kind of bring continue some of that like progression of United, but we'll see kind of where those signings kind of come in, right? The big price tag is is always one to kind of carry forward. So we'll kind of see what happens there. Okay. Um, I think final name I'll shout out, and it obviously is injury dependent, but dare I say Dominic Calvert-Lewin? Dare you say indeed. That's a weird way to spell Lukaku. Uh... <laughs> Lukaku's still a Chelsea player, though, right? Yeah, bro. He is. Of course. Forza Lukaku, bro. Forza Lukaku. First round of next season. Oh, yeah. I'm going to spend 108, Fab. <laughs> oh, also, I think I didn't give the uh, the team, I would say, the comeback story for the team. Uh, who did shit the season and who could be better? Um, Chelsea. Yeah, I should really say Chelsea, shouldn't I? I mean, okay, I'm gonna put it on record. It's an obvious answer. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna put it on record now. Top half table finish, right? (laughs) No, but like speaking as like a a hopeful fan, I'm gonna hope that we get at least like Europa Conference, like seventh place. That I think would be a safe, um, hopeful sort of. I don't know, guesstimation of the effect that Poch could have on the team and the amount of money that we've spent and the quality of players that we have. So let's see. 
We'll see, we'll see, we'll see. Anyways, thanks, Robbie and Carl, for your questions. We'll now move into our final part of the pod, which is the trivia. Okay, so uh, I think we've all kind of come up with a game, um, and we'll try to run through this as quickly as possible, uh, and hopefully you stick with us. And if you are signing off, you know, thank you so much for all your support, all your love, all your interactions throughout the entire season. Honestly, it means so much, the messages that we've received. And I know you guys sent it to me, but as soon as you send your love, I screenshot it and I send it to Ross and Ryan immediately. So they are aware of all the support, love, adoration, all, I don't know, like how many superlatives I can use. Um, but thank you, thank you, thank you so much. Like that is the reason that we keep going and pushing and yeah, we just hope to improve and, you know, kick on for next season yeah yeah thank you so much everyone but yeah on to these games yeah sanji do you want to do you want to break through what we're doing yeah so um ross you kind of suggested the idea we each come up with a quiz uh to ask the other two people um and we have different themes for the quizzes so my theme is Fantrax data, Fantrax numbers. Ross's theme is EPL season data numbers. And Ryan is pure bands, highlighting questions or facts from our league this season, right? So, Ryan, I'm going to let you kick things off just so we can start yeah. things spicy. <laughs> oh, really? Okay, okay. So, I actually didn't go. I kind of wanted to make it beneficial for the, the viewers, the listeners as well. So, I kind of... Yes, I'm talking season long, but it's still kind of data driven. Okay. Uh, so okay, I guess first question is going to be on goalkeepers, right? Wait, wait. San- how are you? How, what's the format like? How are Sanji and I competing here? Uh, it'll be A B B A. A B B A. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So and it's only like six questions, I think. Um, but first questions on goalkeepers, right? Like. But it's talking about everybody's like season-long performance and contribution of points due to goalkeepers. So Sanchez obviously had the best one. Raya topped it with 381 points, con- contributed 381 points to Sanchez's overall total. Which managers finished second and third? Ooh. Goalkeeper contribution to what it says. Total team total. Goalkeeper contribution. Um, Wait, who's answering first? So when you say A B B A, oh, that's a? good. Uh, Ross, you go Damn. first. Oh, okay. just give, you give one team. Okay. Uh, I will go with. Um, I will go the person who owned. Uh, oh, actually, I don't know who the person. I the, uh, the person owned is in my other league. So, shoot. Okay, I'm gonna go. Um, Gates. I'm gonna go Ryan Achim. Uh, because okay. I, yeah, I believe he owned the hair. I'm not. I'm not fully sure. So wrong. Okay, Damn. so my guess would be Gomzi uh, Allison. Okay, so Gomzi finished second. Nice. Yeah, <laughs> and I guess I'll call it there, so we don't go too long. Okay. Um, third was actually me. Oh, okay. But I guess what I wanted to highlight there was. I had no set goalkeeper. I chopped and changed every single, like almost every week. In terms of, uh, again, I was going to ask a question on this, but I'll just talk it through. In terms of what helped Raya distinguish himself was saves, high claims, right? Basically. But 
Allison actually didn't have as many saves as I got throughout my season. I got like, I think Raya put up 100 and, sorry, I'll find it just now, 154 saves for you. Collectively, I got 132 saves from my goalkeepers. Gomesy got 108 saves from his, right? Wow. It's just that I had a lot more goals conceded. I was pretty much bottom of the table on goals conceded. But in terms of minutes played from my goalkeepers, so Sanjay, you had one goalkeeper season yeah. long. So you had all minutes, which is three, four, two, zero, yeah. I guess. I had three thousand nine hundred and sixty <laughs> minutes from my goalkeeper. Because wow. every single double game week I chopped yeah, and I got a double game true. week goalkeeper, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So GG, yeah. I think just having that flexibility kind of allowed me to be flexible and get a second like a lot of points from goalkeepers but a lot of people just held for season long yeah which is is interesting i don't know does it really give benefit yeah i I mean it it, look at how far you got in the season as well right it proves that you don't need a top keeper the entire season i think if you can chop and change uh fa grabs waiver picks that sort of stuff you can ride certain waves right we talked about netto being a hot commodity at one point this season so i think you just gotta time it right yeah. yeah, and Sanji, there will only be maybe one, maybe two goalies that will give you the points of Raya. Yeah, everyone else is gonna be here, correct? There, right, exactly. And I think Raya got more points than I've seen ever by a goalkeeper. Yeah, yeah, same. So yeah. same. Awesome. Uh, one nil. <laughs> so, okay, right. Next ones will purely purely focus on outfield players, right? And the question will be again on season long performance by managers. Um. But they're related to the scoring categories, right? So the scoring categories being goals, assists, key passes, shots on target, tackles won, dispossessions, yellow cards, red cards, active crosses, non corners, interceptions, clearances, successful dribbles, block shots, aerials, missed pens, pens won, own goals, goals against for outfielders, and clean sheets for outfielders, yeah. right? Right. So which manager did, do you think had the most goals over the course of the season? Oh, wow. I'm going to say Ian. Because he had Harry Kane and Watkins. I feel like maybe he would have gotten goals from somewhere else. Okay. Ross? Ryan, I'm going to go you. Nice. Okay. So, I was the Haaland owner. So, yeah. actually, Sanji was right. Ian, ah! 88 goals. <laughs> So who you forgot from Ian's list was he also had Callum Wilson. Yeah. He had a late And he had, I end. guess he had Billing and Trossard in there too. With Who, who did these Jeez. Okay. For me, I had Haaland. Um, but beyond that, I guess I only had like Foden, Darwin. No prolific goal scorers apart from that. Yeah. Um, I thought of Ryan first, you know, because of the Haaland thing. The I was Holland, like, no exactly. way, man. <laughs> Man, you know that these I you know these teams way too much, way more than I do, man. <laughs> I'm gonna get wrecked here. So I mean, I just found it interesting that Sanji, you finished with 65 goals versus Ian's 88. Wow. But still, right? Like goals aren't the only way to points. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Wait, there okay. is a breakdown of this, right? The, yeah. Someone did a breakdown of the most way you can get points. Most people way managers are getting points is through key passes. Correct. Yeah. And it's a significant yeah. difference between the next one, which is goals, I believe. Correct. So, so, I'll just kind of focus 
So yes, Ras, I'm focusing now on you guys because you should know your own team or your own shortcomings. But okay, Ras, you topped two scoring categories out of all managers. Can you name one? Can I name one two? Uh oh shit, I So it's a scoring category where you topped season long. Outfo- out outfielders? Um I'm going to say clean sheets. Okay. And is it my turn? Yeah, Sanjit. I'm going to say clearances. Okay, so Ras wins there. Damn. He did. So it's weird how, so I'm getting the data from, I guess, the season. The full stats. season data. Whatever. Yeah, the season yeah. stats tab. Yeah. Um, they do consider all outfielders, even forwards, I guess, in mm-hmm. when calculating clean sheets. But, but Ras... By points, uh, it should tell you though, right? But exactly by points, Ras still topped it, mm. so he didn't have as many clean sheets as as some of the other managers. But in terms of total points contributed by clean sheets, was Ras because yeah. he was the De Gea owner, three hundred and thirty. Yeah. Um. Meanwhile, I was second last with two hundred and nineteen. Ian was last with two hundred eleven. So the difference there is not even that much, though. It's like one hundred ten points at max. Yeah. So which category did I top? So that's the next question. So the oh. other category Ras also topped was goals against outfielders. He didn't subtract many <laughs> points from it, but it kind of goes yeah. hand in hand, right? Yeah. But if you think of Ras's team, he had De Gea. Yeah. Boss the clean sheets, but he also had like Van Dyke. Um, mm. Who else was there? I forget. Um, well, City defenders, I had, surely. Yeah, I had Swan Botman, who was, you know, Newcastle's right. Botman, defense was Botman pretty was good. Key too. So that's, that was where a lot of those points were coming from, clean sheet points were coming from. But then, like, I think I streamed a lot of my defenders. Um, yeah. I didn't really have kind of consistent kind of things. I think I tried here and there trying to get something, but I don't even remember my team. I haven't looked at it for like four game weeks because I haven't been <laughs> in the playoffs. So, <laughs> yeah, you also had Ruben Diaz, and I think yeah. that helped too. Yeah. Uh, none of them can see tons of goals, right? Like mm-hmm. Botman never did, Diaz never did. Okay, so next question, and Sanjay, you're answering first. Sanjay, oh, wait, you what, top- was my cat- what was my categories? Oh, you're, you're right. Part so, Sanjay, you okay. top two categories. Okay. Over the course of the season, can you name one? Oh, that's why I guessed clearances. Oh, I was guessing for Ross as well. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. You're guessing for Okay, Ross. well, I'm going to go clearances on mine. Okay. Ross? Um, Oh, I guess I'm guessing for Sanji too. For Sanji, yeah, yeah. 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 I guess clearance is clearance is a good one because uh, he had Ethan Pinnick. Uh But I will also say block shots. Ooh, not bad. Okay, so Sanji was right. It is clearances. Is one of his. Uh, the next one is actually successful dribbles. Oh wow! And then if you think of like who you had, Madison, Morgan, Gibb, White, Eze, Matoma, <laughs> exactly. And it so makes sense, right? Like, yeah. your whole midfield heavily hinges on yeah, damn. Uh, successful dribbles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the clearances one, I'll just quickly go through. Effective clearances, you had, again, it counts all outfielders, so it's kind of weird. Yeah. But you had 116.25 points from clearances. <sighs> Bottom of the table was uh, Achim with 62.5 points from clearances. But mm-hmm. the delta there isn't much, right? Like 60 points at max. Yeah. Whereas the delta on successful dribbles, you had 367 points from successful dribbles. Bottom of the table being uh, Debs, 218. So a bigish delta of uh, yeah. about 150 points, right? Yeah. So clearances actually don't 
do that much for you. I wouldn't target yeah. that as a stat, but definitely dribbles can make up a difference. Yeah. yeah. Point two five per clearance is for what we do, right? Exactly. Yeah. And we don't count the clearances from forwards, right? Or mm-hmm. midfielders. I think it's just purely defender points. Yeah, defender and goalkeepers. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Which I think we kind of talked about possibly changing moving. Yeah, season, you can do so. all players get yeah. clearances because I mean Kane is a good player of the exactly. ball. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Sweet. So I guess in terms of three that's one? three one. Yeah. yeah three one. Yeah. <laughs> in terms of block shots, just for Ras's benefit, Sanchez finished third. Mm. Um. I think. Manus Azitalkowski won a top that with 160. Mm. Bottom was 68 with Gomzi. So, again, just a delta of 100 or so. Not making the, that big of a difference. That makes sense because Manus had both uh, me and me Tarkowski. and Tarkowski, exactly. Yep. Yeah. Uh, okay. There were two scoring categories. Ras, you're going up first, right? Uh, that Sanjit finished last in. Can you name <laughs> oh. one of them? Two scoring categories that Sanji faced last in. I'm gonna say. No, not that. I'm gonna say. Can I say both or just one, right? Just one. Interceptions. Okay. Sanji? So, something that I got came last in. I should know my own team, right? Um, goals scored. Ooh, no. Okay, so Sanjit finished last in this possessions. I guess because Ooh. his players t- tried to dribble a lot. Yeah. They get but dispossessed a lot. Um minus 192 points from dispossessions. <laughs> Meanwhile, the top of the table was minus 122 points. Wow. So that's of about 70 points or so there. You also finished last on own goals. Nice. You got, I think, <laughs> four own goals for this season. Yeah. Which was a season high, but you tied with Kyle there. Uh, um, so, Sanjay, you're answering first on this last question. Yeah. Ras finished last in one category. Can you name it? I'm going to repeat goal scored. <laughs> okay. Ras? Uh, finished last in red cards. Ras is right. Red oh, cards sick. is it. Um, I think he got two. Over the course of the season? Yeah, I think yeah. so, yeah. But uh-huh. that's still very unlucky. <laughs> um, typically, you don't get more than that. So, actually, no, you got three rounds. <laughs> <laughs> so, minus 21 points. Um, Sanji, I guess, uh, we're tied with a bunch of people, so I didn't want to give it this, to you as best, but you had no red card, so. Mm, nice. Yeah. Fair yeah. play yeah. award. Discipline squad, bro. Yeah, yeah, fair <laughs> play award. Nice. Another trophy in the back. Um, did I win that? 3-2? Yeah, you won 3-2. Yeah. I, I, I didn't think I'd do 3-2, but I guess I know my yeah. team enough. So yeah. exactly, that's what exactly. me. You, you don't care about anyone else in the league. Nice, nice. Just, right. just quickly, uh, the delta yeah. between first and last place for goals was 595 points. If we ignore Debs, because Debs finished dead last, um, <laughs> it's still 450 points. Yeah. The delta for key passes was 650 points. If we ignore Debs, it's still 550 wow. points. Yeah. So like kind of Ross is alluding to, key passes mean more, right? Yeah. yeah. And it's something It'll be interesting if they change that next season. Exactly. Like default. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. But yeah, that was the quiz. Okay. So, um, just for fun, Sanji? just for shits and gigs, who had the most roster violations? That's the tiebreaker. If it ever came down to it. 
We had one roster violation for the entire season. Oh, me. Yeah, Sanjay. Sanjay. <laughs> <laughs> it is Sanjay. <laughs> After you said one, I was like, oh, it's definitely me. Like, yeah. Because I remember, I I remember Cal like, made a big stink about it. He goes, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Cal, I think you had like 10 team. or 11 midfielders at some yeah. point. Yeah. I couldn't decide, bro. Like, <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> it was definitely you. All right, GG. Um, Ross, I'll let you run your trivia next because you got a yeah. different format. Shootout yeah, style, right? I've got a I've got a trivia style format, so both of you have the chance to answer the question at the same time. Um, but okay. there's like kind of multiple parts to it, so I'm gonna give uh points kind of here and there based off kind of how much you get correct. And I'm kind of keeping a tally here, as you can kind of see. <laughs> nice, right? Nice, so nice. okay, so I'll start off with a couple of like slower kind of questions so is it whoever um, shouts it out first win no 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 so what you'll kind of do if you have paper pencil in front of you uh is to write it down oh okay okay or t- i guess it text it to me i guess that would be the easiest okay. what's right? up yeah. to you yeah yeah, yeah what's yeah, up we'll to me um that might be the easiest so th- then i can kind of see you're not like you know erasing it at the bottom like, oh no i did write this eh? you know make sure it's fair to both managers um, since we're not in front of each other. So I will let me know when you are ready and you when you have my chat up. And yeah. then we're good to go. Good to go. Yeah. Yeah. Good to go. Okay. All right. So first question was about penalty kicks. Uh, which team scored the most and how many? And which team scored the least and how many? Duh. Oh, man, that's hard. This is not great for uh, people, <laughs> people listening to this. <laughs> We're just sitting in silence, scribbling things. I'll give you all 10 more seconds. 10 more seconds. I'm done. I'm done. So team and how many, right? Yeah, team and how many for the most, okay. and then team and how many uh, oh, for the least. Okay, can I change my answer? I mean, you didn't send. Oh, you sent it. Yeah. I didn't send mine. I now sent it. Okay. Hold on. I, okay. I actually knew the answer outright, and I forgot like two weeks ago. So I, I'm just yeah. guessing now. Sandy, not who? How many? Not player. Yeah. There we go. Well, okay. I mean, I gave you the player, so you know the club. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good. Oh no, so oh, okay, so that's your that's your updated uh Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, the okay. first one. So um the answers are uh Man City scored nine. Shit What? Uh, Man City scored nine, yeah. Nine penalties. Um Burnmouth. I think Man City was awarded that's like ten it. I knew it was Burnmouth. Burnmouth wow. scored zero. Zero. They got but no pen. They were awarded zero pens as well. Yeah, they got no... I knew the answer. Oh. I just didn't remember. So, Sanji, you were actually close with eight. I would I have know, given you 0.5 for guess, eight. I know. I guessed Man City too, and I deleted it. Yeah, you uh, deleted that one. So, it's 0. 0.25 <laughs> for Ryan and zero for Sanji. Okay. 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 That was, okay. That, was a, that was a tougher one. I'll give you a bit of an easy one. Um, yeah. Which team had the most red cards in the season and how many? And I really, really hope my answers are correct in my research. (laughs) (laughs) 
most red cards this season. Okay, I'm going to go here and say that. All right, I gave my answer. Yeah, me too. So the correct answer was Wolves with six. Ooh. And what? I think the next yeah. highest was like three, and there was a big list of three. Uh, so neither Sanji, uh, you suggested Fulham with four, and uh, Man United with three by you, Ryan. I'm assuming those are three red cards by Casemiro. <laughs> 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 uh, but no, it's uh, Fulham or is a uh, Wolves with six. Okay, crazy. Right. Okay, next one's a bit of a, a bit of a turner. This one's like totally left field. Um, which team? Had the youngest starting eleven this season, um, so w- uh, one half a point for getting the team, and then I'll do half a point that gets closest to the actual age, and the age will do something like the total number of years and total number of days, right? So, so, so for I'm example, calling the average age. Yeah, average age would be something like you know, for example, it's fifty years and two hundred days, right? Um, something like that. So that would be the uh, uh, format. Okay, I get my answer. Me too. I saw something on this on a stream, I think. So I'm hoping. No. Uh, so it was it was Chelsea. Um, oh. GG. No. Yeah, good job, Sanji. Sanji suggests Chelsea. Ryan suggested Arsenal. It was oh, twenty three years and two hundred and thirty eight days. Oh. <laughs> that was really close, Sanji. You said you said. 21 years and 234 days. I will <laughs> give you a 0.25 on that. So it is 0.5 to 0.25 is the score. Yeah, I, I saw it come up on a stream. I think it was like our second to last game or something like that. Um, it was against Man Yeah, it was against Man yeah. United. Yeah. yeah, yeah, um, yeah I don't yeah. think, apart from Cesar Espiliqueta, no player was over 30. Um, oh, wow. It was a really close with like Southampton who was also somewhere close to that, somewhere earlier in the season. But yeah, 23 years, that's a super young squad considering yeah. what's going to happen next season, right? So the score is 0.5 to 0.25. So exciting. <laughs> okay, all right. Which team recorded the lowest possession in a win? So give me the team and give me how much possession and whoever comes the closest uh, to that number, you'll get that. You'll get that half mark. Oh my god, I feel like I know this too. Um, okay, let's go. Yeah, this is just a pure un, like no basis guess. Like okay, I've sent him. Nothing so to bo- go off. Of so there. Ryan, you said Southampton twenty one percent. Uh, you said Brentford 21% as well. It was actually not Forest against Arsenal 18%. Oh, yeah, second last season. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. True. I knew this. Yeah, that came up somewhere. Yeah, it did. Yeah. Um, I'll give you each a 0.25 because both of you guessed fairly, fairly close to 18%. So it is 0.75 to Sanji to 0.5 to Ryan. Nice. Not bad. Okay. Nice. All right. This is the last question. Okay. Um, I do have a few die breakers depending on how well this goes. Um, yeah. Which player scored the goal from the furthest distance? Uh, so, no. So the player and how far the distance was. 
Um, and then I'll do the same thing. Closest who kind of gets to that actual number, I'll kind of give them the points or kind of base it off that. Man, I have no clue. Like, none. Who would have scored a... If, I, if you want a hint, it did win uh, a goal of the month. <laughs> that helps um, nothing. Um, okay, so... fine. I, I'll give I'll give you another hint to make it interesting. It was against Leeds. Oh, that doesn't help at all. <laughs> I'm going to throw off uh, Sanjit and just throw out, like, a couple of worldies. <laughs> and Cecil's worldie and, like, there were a few worldies. It's against Leeds. Okay, um... this is a pure guess. Yeah, I'm going to, I think, I think, I, I think I've got this one. Um, all right, let's see. <sighs> and what was the distance? Uh, what is the halfway? I should know this. No, nope, no, nope, like no this? helping. <laughs> no helping. Nope. Okay, fine, fine. Let's go that. Cool. So, um, the Sanji said it was Mitrovic from 50 yards. Uh, uh, Ryan said it was Hoiberg from 45 yards. It was Johnny. From 41 yards, where <laughs> Melier kicks the ball, kind of comes out of his line, kicks True. the ball. Ball right. kind of falls to Johnny a bit, and he scores it from 41 yards. Um, Ryan did kind of come close with 45. And for the That's sake fair. of making things interesting, I feel like we should have a tiebreaker. So, <laughs> nice. <laughs> it is 0. 0.75, 2.75. Um, <sighs> <laughs> I don't know what's more exhausting, the, the scoring or... <laughs> Ross, <laughs> conducting this. What's up? Um, What's up? Okay, last question. Because you know we are banter boys, so it's yeah. always fun to do banter. Um, how many days did Arsenal spend at the top of the table? Ooh, oh, oh man, I just saw this. Closest wins. That's so hard. I need to do yeah. something. Okay. I've sent in mine. I'm so wrong. I'm not even <laughs> close. <laughs> okay. Um. So, Sanji, Ryan, you said 150 days. Sanji, you said 224 days. Um. The actual answer was 248 uh, days at the top of the league. So, Sanji, congratulations. This cheers, is cheers, your thank you. third Second title in three days. <laughs> Nice, Winning nice. all the trophies. Nice, <laughs> nice. Yeah, I, I saw the graphic somewhere and it was in the 200s. And I was like, this is so damning, man. Yeah. <laughs> I saw it too, but I was like doing math in my head. I'm like, a season is not even 200 yet, days long. Come on. That can't be right. Oh, yeah, the City was... Because uh, uh, Arsenal was, I think, ahead for most of this. Like on top for yeah. most seasons until like 90 the last something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and yeah. like it was what? 80 something percent or something? 90 something percent that something they were on crazy. top? crazy. Um, only to kind of beat their previous record from 2007-2008 where they eventually <laughs> yep. lost yeah. it to Chelsea but yeah, 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 yeah. That's, that's GG, GG. Good that, was a, Good that was a fun quiz man that yeah, was yeah, yeah yeah yeah, yeah I, made it, I, I made it hard I was like this this one's gonna be fun just throw random stuff out there Um, I do have a couple of other tiebreakers because they are kind of one of them is a bit bent Um, uh, the other one was which team scored and conceded 60 plus goals this season um Scored and conceded sixty plus. Ooh, yeah. Manchester United. <laughs> uh, 
Nah, can't be them. Um, let's see, let's see. Scored and conceded sixty. Uh, Spurs. Spurs, yeah, it was Spurs. Oh, nice. Uh, um, uh, on eighth May, twenty twenty three, three matches produced the most goals ever in a match day with that had three games. How many goals were scored? Uh, that was, that was with like the like the crazy score lines with like the I, five twos yeah. and the I six think, one. I think I know that one. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. twenty one. Twenty one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I watch way the, too much football. Man. <laughs> <laughs> and then the last question, because I've kind of shit on Spurs a bit. Um, which player scored a record number of rec- against a record number of teams in both the home and away fixtures? Um, so that was Harry Kane. Harry Kane, yeah. Ten, ten teams. Yeah. So, you know, it's kind of bands too because Harry Kane might leave at the end of the season. So <laughs> I always get the last laugh about Spurs. <laughs> nice. Nice. We're going to um, lose all yeah. our Spurs fans this episode. Yeah, I swear to God. I'm really sorry, Sanji. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Now we will round things off with uh, the fan tracks trivia, right? So yes. Ross versus Ryan, we're going to go ABBA style. Um, I'll flip an imaginary coin in my head. Uh, Ryan, call heads or tails? Tails. Okay, it was just heads. That was okay. my heads. Alright. <laughs> um, okay, so Ross, you can go first. Uh, so the first question is uh, on goalkeepers, right? So David Raya faced the most number of shots on target, 200, and made the most saves, 154. Which goalkeeper came in second with 144 saves and he faced 195 shots on target? Allison. Ryan? So I know it's not Allison. Uh, yeah, because you were doing all this research. Geez, who is it? I don't know who it is, though. I swear when he started, I, I was like, damn, my questions are ruined. No, no, I don't know who it is. Um... Take a guess. I'm going to throw out a few names. You don't throw out one. And then I'll narrow narrow it down. Okay. Jose Sa. Are you looking for Sanji's reaction or something? Fabianski. No, no. (laughs) Fabianski. And. It can't be De Gea. So. Who's a good goalkeeper? Neto. Okay. Um. All options are wrong. <laughs> so the Pick answer one. was uh, Burnt Leno. Oh, yeah. Oh. Nice, nice. Yeah. He, so fun fact as well, he also um, faced the most amount of penalties. Seven. Wow. Yeah. How many right. saved? None. Um, I don't one. know if he saved any. Maybe he saved one. I, feel I like think he, he might have saved one. one. Yeah. yeah. I didn't look at that, though. Um, okay. So, zero, zero. Um, Ryan, you answer first. So we're looking at the shots category, right? So, if you look at the most shots attempted, the first five players are all forwards, right? Kane with 130, Salah with 125, Holland with 123, Rashford with 108, and then Ivan Tony with 94. Then after that is a midfielder. Which midfielder is it? Why am I blanking? Uh, and oof. he had 93 shots. Oh, man. Bruno. 
Ross? I'm going to go total like left field here, but I'm going to say um, Joe Linton. No, wrong on both. Odegaard. Uh, Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he had a lot of goals this season as well, right? He did. So he did. That, that I wouldn't guess him over, like, say, Sacco or Martinelli, though. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. All right. Uh, still nil-nil. Ross, back to you. We're looking at yellow cards next. <clears throat> so, Polinia had the most yellow cards, obviously, with 14 of them, right? Who came second? There are two options because they both tied for 12 yellow cards each. Name at least one of them. I, because I I know a couple players who are very uh, yellow card heavy, uh, or yellow card friendly, and I own one of them, but I don't know if you it was twelve. But I will say. Hoiberg. Ryan. Ah, <laughs> uh, jeez, I forget. I would remember up until like that ten mark when they're about to be suspended, and then I just don't remember just after that. <laughs> Uh, I know Tony was close. It's not Tony, though. So the clue is, uh, I, I said that they're midfielders, right? Yeah. Oh, no, you yeah. didn't say midfielders. Did I not uh, tell Ross that? I don't think oh, so. Okay, Ross, I'll give you let you answer again. Uh, the clue is that they're midfielders. So I know it's not Hoiberg. <laughs> it's Hoiberg. Hoiberg's a midfielder. That's why I thought you gave uh, Hoiberg. Uh, but, uh, I, but is that why you gave it back to me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll let you. I'll let you re-answer if you want. Okay. Um, but I never said it. Right I never right. said it wasn't Hoiberg, by the way. Yeah, yeah, I will stick with. I will go. Um, I I'll stick with Hoiberg. I'm okay. gonna play reverse Pont, uh, Monty Hall. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, Shaka. Okay, so both wrong again. Uh, the answers the I was looking for. Uh, Ruben Neves and okay. Ross. I thought you know your asset, Joe Ellington. I knew it. That was my second guess. <laughs> that was my second guess. And I said it. I own this player. I know he's yellow card friendly, but yeah. I don't think he was that yeah. yellow card friendly. Oh my I thought God. you were going to say it. Trust your gut, man. Okay. Still nil nil. We move on to the next question. Key passes. Okay. Oh, no. So we're looking at key passes specifically for defenders, actually. Uh, so... Top three players, Trippier with 110 key passes, TBB yep. with 71 key passes, Robertson with 52 key passes. Who came fourth with 51 key passes? And the clue is, this club is in the south part of the UK. Well, that helps me not at all. So, I think Ross's turn to go first? Or no, is it Ryan? No, it's Ryan. me. It's me. Okay. <clears throat> So I have no idea of geography, but you said 50, 50, how many? 51. And Persis is not a defender in this game. Hmm. I have two options floating in my head. I'll let you give uh, both give two shots at it. Somebody has to score a goal at this point. No, it's not going to happen. Um, Kenny Tete is not going to happen. And... Rico Henry, not going to happen. <laughs> so those oh, are your options? Those are my two. I should have okay. gone one, give Ross one, and then say. Yeah, Ross. You, you said South Part of UK, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Uh, London's not in UK. Right? Uh, London's not in the South Part, right? <laughs> I would consider that South, if you want. Really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Because I was thinking, like, South Coast. I was thinking, 
my first guess would be Estupanan. Okay. Uh, and my second guess. Oh, that's right. I knew that's right. Damn it. <laughs> and my I mean, second... yeah, I might as well, uh, I might as well stop him. Yeah, yeah he's right. It's Estupanan yeah. with fifty-one pluses. Yeah. <laughs> nice, nice. Honestly, he would be a crazy pick for next season. Seriously, crazy pick. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay, Ross, one nil. Uh. So we're going into the fifth question. I have tiebreakers planned as well, but I'll still run through them if you want. Uh. So we're looking at assists. Ross, you're going first. Top fantasy assister this season, KDB, with 18 of them. Then Mo Salah, 13 of them. Who was tied with Mo Salah? Harry Kane. Ryan? Arsenal asset. Odegaard. I kind of want to give Ryan half a point. Because it is an Arsenal asset. It's Trossard. Oh, damn it. But these are fantasy assists, right? Yeah, fantasy yeah, assists. Yeah, okay, yeah. okay, yeah, because yeah. I guess on paper, I think Odegaard would have been second. Potentially. I, I feel like yeah. Trossard might have won some pens and stuff like that. So Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, I, I don't know. if the, Is that tied? Do you want to go through the tiebreakers really quickly? I mean, I won, but yes, let's do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Last yeah. <laughs> one. Sure, one. Last one. It's okay. one, one, so, and versus 0.5. So. Yeah. yeah. So, Ackard crosses into the box. Uh, so, defenders and midfielders typically dominate this category. But which forward came first? He got 23 Acker crosses into the box. 23? Jeez. Yeah. Um, Jesus. Ross? Salah? Embuemo. Nice. Yeah. Good to yeah, know. Yeah. He's another pick to kind of go for early next season's draft, right? Um, on corners, on pens, that sort of stuff. Uh, okay, successful dribbles. Uh, I mean, I feel like this is going to be an easy one to kind of answer. So I'm just going to mention it as a fun fact instead. Um, the top six players is who I'm looking at. Uh, first and second uh, were both Crystal Palace players with Eze yeah. 68, Ayu 64. Yep. Yep. Third and fourth were both Arsenal players, Martinelli and Saka tied 59 each. And then fifth and sixth, were two Brighton players tied right. March and Matoma. Yeah. yeah. I thought that was very interesting to see that it was just pairs at the top of it. Um, and then I think, uh, oh yeah, I- I'll go final question. Um, this should be easy. Uh, top 10 assets in fan tracks, total points scored, which club dominates? Ooh, Ooh. Arsenal. Ross? Uh, which club dominates in top 10 players? Yeah. Um, I'm going to go uh, Newcastle. So Ryan was right. It was Arsenal. Um, so the top 10 players uh, was Saka in fifth, Odegaard in eighth, and Martinelli in ninth. Yeah. But yeah, fun facts, good discoveries, GG. Um, those are the points and that's the pod. Gents, we are done with the season. GG. Good season, everyone. It was. Good, good season, everyone. Yeah, another movie marathon as always. Um, so hopefully, you know, you had some fun listening, um, to this pod on your commute or whatever. Uh, again, thanks so much for joining us throughout the entire season. Um, stay tuned though. We will be planning some stuff in the background. I'm going to try and uh, pick back up the inside track series during the summer as well um so maybe we can get some inside scoop on some picks and updates from clubs and that sort of stuff and just hear from the community in general um i don't want to stop the content i want to keep going 
and you know just give people the opportunity to provide as much advice um for you know new fantrax users because we are trying to grow this community as much as possible uh but before we sign off uh ross and ryan do you have any final thoughts or things you want to say um for me just i guess listeners if you guys have any ideas for segments for us now is the time we'll be kind of relooking some of how how we structure the pod what we do just any feedback whatsoever we're welcoming it and Enjoy the time off. Yeah, I think that that's, you know, take a little breather, you know, watching football isn't life, but maybe playing football is life. So get out there, kick the ball around for those who live in parts of the world where it is cold 95% of the year. Uh, this might be a good place to, you know, go outside, kick the ball around, you know, play footy, whatever, whatever kind of... Danny Rojas. Like Danny Rojas, yeah. <laughs> so Nice nice <clears throat> yeah i love that i love that all right sweet so boys on that note um we are signing off for the season so i will catch you on the next episode yeah, yeah. peace, peace.